evening, November Foxtrot. Even though. How we doing, Lance? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I'm, I'm, glad it's, I'm glad it's nice and cool today. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? It's, it's mm. almost uh, Icelandic. <gasps> Your device um, will restart outside of our, outside. No, don't do anything. Don't do anything. Don't restart. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were read, you were reading a, a comment. Uh, <laughs> hi, Fresh Meat. Hi, Kenny. Hi, James. Hi, uh, James. Uh, C and James McNeary. Hi, Rage. Uh, evening. Apparently, you didn't get watches while you were doing your Photoshop. One and a half minutes late. Ta -ta. Um, so it turns out that YouTube actually kicks in slightly after we start. I found this out. Um, so we do generally start at eight. And that's why we are sometimes a little bit confused as to why. Have you frozen? No, no I'm here. I'm some, my, my laptop's just going right. with notifications. And I was just like, why can't you just do them all in one hit? And then I can clear <laughs> all and you can go away. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Les. Hi, Ed. Hi, Danny. Hi, Harry. Hi, Matthew. TV screen tonight. Go on, Harry. Nice. Yes. Full, full width of us tonight. Yes. Hello, living room. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, what's that over there? Yeah. <laughs> What's that up there, Harry? <laughs> oh, my God, oh my God the excuses, Mike. You should uh, be a Formula One driver with those excuses. Oh, how hurtful. How hurtful. Try Facebook, Rage, and you'll be joining the same time as everybody else then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, this is this is one of the reasons why we can't run the, the competitions uh, live anymore. With like the, the, the well, we can. It's just the YouTubers will lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, Les has got us on a 55-inch. I assume that's a television. Good old Les. He knows how to party. <laughs> he knows where it's at. 55 <laughs> inches is the new 12 inches. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, right, so we've got loads to talk about tonight. I'm not going to lie. There's there's lots of exciting things we want to talk about. So Very should we kick warm. off with Pew Pew News first? Have you got any exciting purchases? Uh, negative. No, not this week. Well, we did boy. get some. We did get some news this week. Did we? Well, what did we do at the weekend? Oh yeah, we did that. I wasn't sure <laughs> if he was going to wait till Andy was back. Nah, I was aware tonight. Yeah, sorry, well, yeah, we... screw you, Andy. Yeah. Andy's um, Andy's not with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because he's he's um, inspecting some shafts, isn't he? Now you can interpret well, that as you want. That's what I'm going to say about it. So it's his wife's birthday, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought he was in, he was inspecting. Oh no, sorry, that was what the kit was he was working on today was for inspecting shafts. Maybe they're both inspecting shafts this evening for for a birthday. Maybe that's his treat. Out, I love. genuinely, I genuinely thought. Go and inspect some shafts. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I didn't know if you were genuinely confused or what. <laughs> no, no, no. I know it's his wife's birthday, but oh, then I, I thought the reason he wasn't here because he was working away. Hence no, it's because he's he's. It's because he's um, hanging out with his wife on her birthday, which is rightly so. But oh, apparently, no, no, yeah. he's busy inspecting shafts. So yes, well, he was earlier today. Whether he's uh, still doing that or not, I don't know. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, James C says now Facebook is utter shite to watch the stream on. I tried it once and wouldn't do it again. YouTube is the better platform to watch on, in my opinion. Ah, ah. nice. Um, right. Anyway, the weekend. What happened to the weekend? <laughs> So at the weekend, we had the privilege of having a very, very talented photographer come down to the private site and take some pictures of myself, Mike and Andy for the, not only for uh, Greg, Greg Funnel, his uh, portfolio, but also to help us out with our media for our website and for our socials and things like that. Um, and it was a, 
a genuinely mind-blowingly good day and it loads awesome. of fun and laughs. And I didn't expect what happened to happen. I was expecting a guy to turn up with a with a decent camera and you know clicky clicky. But yeah, there was lighting rigs and smoke machines and all sorts going on. It was brilliant. It was so much I fun. think I think it's safe to say we we all went away feeling like we'd actually been on a proper milsim. I was knackered. I was shattered yeah. by the end of that day. Proper. So it was it was so good. I really, really it was, enjoyed it. It was it was brilliant. So we just started we we had the final the prints, if you like, like sent to us. So we just sort of sort of eke them out and share them and uh, get them uploaded to different places. So yeah, but yeah, so we can't thank be, Greg enough for, a, for all your efforts, mate. There'll be a, a variety of photos coming out in different places over the next few weeks. Um, so you can find them on our Instagrams, um, our own private ones. Uh, the main one of November underscore Foxtrot underscore Nofo. Um, well, I think they're on our Reddit page. They're on Facebook. Um, they're all over the place. So, uh, what was knackering about it? I said, um, I my arm, uh, like, because we were having to pose basically, which I'm not very good at. I've never posed before in my life, um, but having to pose in sort of certain uh, positions, like for example, where you're where you're aiming or anything like that. Um, I went away and my arms just ached. Yeah, for like yeah. Two lower days back where you're sort of trying to stay rigid and sort of hold. Like you're literally like that. He's like, "Yeah, hold that. That's good." And I'm like, "No, it's not good for my fucking back or arms, Greg." Yeah. <laughs> or I'm just throwing it on a gritted tooth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The other the other entertaining thing was we actually bumped into a, a fresh meat while he was over there. Um, so he was out there with his uh, his kids. I'm at a picnic. Um, and a picnic, and us three in the tree line providing Overwatch. Until <laughs> <laughs> he walked back and went, "Oh, I can see you now." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see old Wayno over there. Yeah, so no, it was a really wicked weekend. So yeah, it keep your eyes out. Um, we'll have some photos up and about. Um, so yeah, should be quite exciting. We, mm-hmm. I love them. I love the pictures. They're they're absolutely fantastic. I was yeah, I never thought that there would be. Well, obviously, I knew there were going to be like good pictures, like good quality in that. But what he achieved, it was interesting to see, like the inner workings of how somebody goes about creating a shot like that do you know what i mean i actually mm. was genuinely interested about like, i'd just stand there with like anybody jenny joe blogs on the street would go yep get your camera out click oh that looks good but there was different he took different elements into it lighting how the sun was moving around and how this lighting was going to change in sort of like five six minutes time and setting up different bits and bobs oh it was brilliant really good to see. very clever i'm um i will just grab a couple because um there's two in particular that i absolutely loved um which yes, I that's right, Ed. He was um, him and Ben, who was his assistant, went to Imperium the the ground war the following day. Um, so yeah, he, he said he thoroughly enjoyed it. Bumped into you a few times, I think. He said he got a couple of shot him a couple of times as well, which was kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't not go air something and you'll get shot. So that was exactly. one of the photos that um, was my one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah, just wicked, banging. Uh, there was a lo- lo- lovely story behind that um, smoke grenade as well. I don't know if Andy, yes. uh, if everyone might have seen it now, the video of him just faffing about trying to get it to work. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was that one. I don't think anyone will have generally seen that photo yet. Um, but that was just a cool shot. I did enjoy mm. that one as well. So, yeah, thanks, Greg, ever so much. I know, I know you may or may not be watching tonight. Um, that was just wicked. It was great fun hanging out with you. 
Yes, it um, was. Yes, and we, we do own a, a, a forest steak. Yeah, a plush foresty forest cooked for, well, kindling of the woods steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Why <are> you simple? <laughs> Hi Charlie. Hey, Charlie. How you doing, mate? Uh hi Thomas Cornish Pasty. Um that second one looks like a promo for a video game, fucking ace. I know, right? Like genuinely. It just yeah. I mean I put I put them on um I put that second one on Reddit earlier and people uh, commenting that they genuinely didn't realise it was on like an airsoft uh page that they were looking at. They thought they were looking at like a, a game release um video or something like that or picture. Well there so, we go then. Yeah, it's good. Right, the main topic is tonight, which I think brings us very nicely in. Um, we had a question submitted to us, so we we were kind of uh, we set up the idea of the the podcast for tonight. What we want to talk about, we're obviously going to be talking about like Milsim storylines and the role play aspect. Um, so you know, uh, the key difference between a Milsim style event and skirmishing is that ultimately you you shoot guns or, or airsoft rifles in in both. But the Milsim style part of it probably is fundamentally around the storyline and the roleplay. Yeah, that's probably the key difference. A lot more controlled engagements as opposed to just as soon as the whistle goes, get to that objective, hold it for an hour and a half. You know, there's there's structure, there's more structure to a Milsim event, obviously, isn't there? So we put some information out there in terms of our promo photos and stuff, and we had a question submitted to us. Now, I'm not going to put the person who's put the question out there just in case they don't want to be named um because i don't know um so i struggle to get into the role play of an event i go to mill sims because i like the social aspect of them but i can't seem to get into the whole playing a character thing i think this is probably partly due to a fear of stolen valor i myself have never served and i feel a bit weird by pretending to be a soldier other soldiers might look at me and say why not just sign up if that's how keen you are I completely get that. If it's an, uh, I completely get that it's an event where this behaviour is encouraged. But on a personal note to Lance, um, the question of stolen valour is probably more present to me as I get so many comments like this online, uh, and it does make me seem like an airsoft. Uh, it does make me see airsoft from an outsider, ignorant perspective. Um, so there's a few things to unpack in that. So the first, the first thing, Lance, do you want to just give? Because we we spoke about this previously. Um, we briefly. did, yeah. Do you want to so, um, like just give a definition of what we perceive stolen valor and vaulting? I think the others. Right, yeah. A vault committee is stolen valor and all that and all that jazz. So to me, um, stolen valor vault committee would be a someone who's never served in the forces, uh, who's never intended to serve in the forces or anything like that, who happens to have a full you know, dress uniform, if you like, with a load of medals on it, go into a memorial service, parading themselves as if they were in it. And they've done all these different things within the army. They've won these, um, they've had these citations and they've had mentions in dispatches and they've had, award, they've had medals and things like that, which is completely utter bullshit. And they're just saying that because they're obviously fucking very strange people. That is uh, to me, what stolen valor is. You're stealing the valor of you're jumping on the shoulders of people who've sacrificed nearly the ultimate sacrifice. Um, to try and better yourself in a way, I suppose, by doing that, which is complete trash. You know, you're just making yourself look like a fool. Um, to me, that's what stolen valor or being a walt is, is is someone pretending and actively going around almost like in a public place saying that they are in, I'm in the army or I was in the army, I won all these awards, blah, blah, blah. That's what, to me, stolen valor. Someone going to a Milsim event, wearing camouflage kit and running around the woods for a weekend shooting their pals is probably 
no more further than stolen valor can ever be. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, you're not pretending to be a soldier in my eyes. You know, you're you're an airsofter at a Milsim event. You know, you're not walking around saying I am a private in two para or anything like that or, or whatever you would say. Do you know what I mean? No one says no one says that at a Milsim. You are just an airsofter at a Milsim in your Milsim team or your airsoft team taking part in an event. Do you know what I mean? It'd be no different than someone being at a paintball game wearing camouflage overalls with their team in the woods shooting paintballs at each other. It's just a different type of doing that. Do you know what I mean? That's what that's what my interpretation of it is. So, and I think with the role play part of that question, um, see, again and again, I, I think it's it's been interpreted wrong that people don't go to Milsims and pretend to be lieutenants or 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 company sergeant majors or generals and things like that i think the role play element of a milsim is how you conduct yourself when you're you come under a contact or you get shot or you're you're dealing with a certain like maybe like an arrest scenario or or a sort of interrogation scenario that sort of thing is the role play to get into the immersion of it to create you don't just stand and go right you've now been arrested um can you give us that information please and it's like yeah okay here you go thanks cheers nice one you. you know you, there's that little bit of to and fro into to gain that just to create that element of immersion that's what for me is role play you know you haven't got guys when we go to longmore in the big fob you know carrying out drill before we go out on a, on a patrol or anything like that left and right in and wheelings on the march and saluting to the front because <laughs> big mike stood at the front door to of the, of the ops room. <laughs> you know I mean? No one's saluting him as they go past and all that jazz. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't happen. That's, see, that's, it couldn't be further from what actually goes on. The role play part of a Milton for me is creating that immersion and that action side of it. There's no, there is no pretending to be soldiers and, and things like that. It, that just doesn't hmm. happen. But that, I would find that very, very uncomfortable. You know, referring to yeah. people as private or, 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 two, or, or we use the phrase 2IC because it's the second in command. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. You're you're the team leader, and that's the second in command. Do you know what I mean? It's no, there's no. I mean, I think jet, jet, saying... you're not trying to create a, 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 an army type esque environment. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not that yeah. at all. I mean, there we we discussed there. this last night, didn't we? And it's yeah. With with any sport, you will have a captain, and I don't mean that as a rank. I just mean in terms of you've got someone that's basically heading up that team, um, yeah. because a team structure benefits from that role. Um, you know, you, you need someone to kind of keep an eye on the welfare of the, the people you're with sometimes, you know, um, TLs have a lot of responsibility, both for trying to make sure that your, your, your little group gets the best out of that event. You obviously want to work together. And that's the whole point that you're going to these sorts of events. You know, they're not necessarily to go along and just go rogue and start doing whatever you want there is a risk of dehydration and things. And sometimes you do need someone who just takes it as on, on their responsibility to go, all right, if you, you know, get kitted up, get squared away, it's a point of contact between you and then the organizers of the event. Um, you know, if, if you, I know there are some air, airsoft teams that maybe take it a little bit further than that. And they, they give themselves um, ranks and medals. I mean, we, we briefly touched on this last week, but uh, that does, it's not needed. And that's definitely not, what most airsoft or, or Milsom sort of style events do. Mm, mm. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Terry just said, it's just a chain of command. Exactly. You know, there, it, there, there it has just... to be structure there. There's, you know, otherwise it would be like coining Mike's uh, favorite phrase, herding cats. There needs to be that structure there, you know, regardless of what you're doing, you know? Um, so yeah, with regards <laughs> to stolen valor and, and, and walking and things like that, I don't think that comes into it. That That is, you couldn't be further away from what that actually is. 
Lance gave me a medal. I did give him a medal. Yes, uh, Dave Stratton <laughs> made Terry a medal. What did Terry? I can't remember what Terry done now. He done something ridiculous, and I, I presented him with a, with a medal. Danny actually, um, Croydon Hammond actually gave us a uh, regaled the story in his timely fashion that only Danny can do, um, which no one understood, which made it even better. Really, so to this day, still nobody knows what Terry actually done because because Danny told us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it is an exci- he's an excitable <laughs> man that he, that he is. But yeah, love him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's again, we, we were sort of trying to uh, sort of debate this before we brought it onto the show just briefly. Um, mm. Because it, it it's, be, it's something that needs to be yeah. addressed, isn't it? I, and it's, it's, it's tricky as well, because I mean, when we were discussing it, there is a risk that we are because we're, 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 un, yeah, we're not unbiased. No, um, you know, we're, we're sitting on one side of the uh, of the fence and we're, we're trying to sort of, I guess, almost justify our position a little bit. Mm. Um, because there are people on the other side of the fence that are just throwing blase statements out there. You know, we I've met um, a couple um, serving soldiers who you sort of you discuss airsoft with, and uh, you know, I went to a shop in America, um, like a surplus shop over there, and I said that I was an airsofter, and it was like I'd said I just shit myself, um, because no, because they they see the problem in America is there's a much bigger problem in my mind. I mean, I might be wrong with stolen valor. Um, you know, you get a lot of the the, the water mitty hunting um, and that going on over there. You see a lot of sort of videos on YouTube and stuff. Now, whether it's just that there's a lot more benefits, I guess, for being a veteran over there. You know, there's a little bit more national pride towards um, serving soldiers, next serving soldiers. Whereas over here, there probably isn't quite as much, to be fair. Um, I have that video of Lance with his trousers down, not down. Oh, giving it to him. And I'd like to add on to that a medal. Not not just giving right. it. To, I'm not just giving it to Terry with my trousers down. I'm giving him a medal, which was made out of cardboard, which is very tongue in cheek. Yeah. Terry um, was yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Kenny says you know it's because in the in the states you can get a shop discount, etc. And and that's the thing. I, I think you now it's a much bigger thing over there. But as soon as I Weirdly, when I was in this surplus shop, as soon as I said, oh, yeah, we also do like DEA style events where we hunt like Mexican cartels. Um, I don't know if it maybe might be the uh, the type of people I was talking to, but they were like, yeah, let's get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hop <laughs> in the back of the pickup. I know a place <laughs> yeah. where you can go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it is, it is a challenging one. And I think, you know, ultimately... It, it's not quite as big a problem as a lot of uh, people that claim it is think it is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, in a weird and roundabout way. Um, I'll just go in a few comments because there's loads of people quite chipping in with their opinion and I, we really <laughs> I appreciate it. Shut up, squirts. <laughs> Octo8 says, it's no different than an actor appearing in a movie and playing the role of a soldier. It's acting. I completely agree with that. Yeah, we actually um, used that analogy last night when we were talking, right, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. bit of pillow talking, um, that is. Bit of pillow talk, exactly. Rage says, "I wish I was a water mitty. My body definitely wouldn't hate me as much." Um, <laughs> Fair play, mate. Yeah. Um, Ed says, "It's okay. I don't mind uh, saying it was me that asked the question. It was Ed. Um, so thank you, Ed. For, for, so thank you, Ed. Putting your hand up there, but no, it's a really, really good question, and I, you know, it's sometimes something that isn't necessarily discussed. I mean, there are." There are elements of airsoft where you know maybe you don't need to dress as an SS Gestapo officer sometimes. Yeah, I've um, never been to an event like that. So yeah. No, That's I've never been to an event like that. Uh, no, no. Choice no. of uh, example is no. This is not. <laughs> no, there are there are people that go to events dressed as um, SS 
Gestapo officers. There's, you know, similarly, there's people that go dressed as stormtroopers. You know, people dress in different ways to go airsoft in. Um, not necessarily milsims because milsims. The best are one I ever had was um, creeping up tactically onto an area, into an area, getting eyes on the target. This is a skirmish day. Um, sort of laying prone, sort of just about to make you move, and then I, this like little rustle and some a body hitting the floor next to me, and I looked across and it was a guy dressed as Deadpool. He's like, "All right, mate." Yeah. And he just drew out his dual wielding <laughs> pistols and just run in his tight little red trousers. And I was like, ah, that saved me a job. Yeah. <laughs> when Danny says, you know, it's when you see the dildos. And it's exactly that. You know, people dressing all sorts of weird and wonderful ways. When the dildos hit the floor. When the dildos um, hit the floor. But there are some things that you, I mean, for example, a, a, a topic I see quite fairly regularly on some of the um, Facebook groups and the like is people who dress up um, with the parachute regiment um, berets. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, that, that beret is earned and it, it's quite symbolic of a very sort of particular thing. Now there are some people that, you know, maybe they're honoring a family member for, for, you know, and it's why they choose to do it is completely up to them. But I think there are some situations which, you know, you, you can sort of start to question it, but I think as a general I mean, rule, yeah, I mean, is not that contentious. Specific unit related insignias and mm. color coded dress dress like kit you know like you say like the maroon machine the beret you know um things like that um unless it's for a specific historical reenactment type thing then that's when that should be used i believe personally yeah. i mean ryan says to me there's no issue with wearing the beret it's wearing it with the cap badge and exactly that you know yeah yeah i mean some some events you might be in uh, for example so you might have a un faction now you know the un as I, I i don't know the exact history of the un so this is probably a poor example but people no doubtably have died in service to the united nations wearing their blue beret you know is that any worse better you know it's <laughs> Where do you draw? I mean, at the end of the exactly. day, when we go to a Milsim, the reason you're wearing camouflage kit is because you're trying to hide from the other team. There's no better way of doing that than using camouflage equipment. It just so happens that the, all the armies around the world thought of that idea first. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a good idea. Because it's a good idea. Just that one right? country. No, we're sticking with the white uniforms. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to stick with the red coat and the white leather belts across the front, and that's how it's going to be. We're all going to stand in a nice long line. <laughs> yeah, and some people and still do it. that. Some people yeah. do that on airsoft skirmishing. I get so. that. I get that. I, I, you know, yeah. but that's that, and that's essentially the crux of it. Is you know, you need to use that sort of kit for that. You're going to be out on the ground for a couple of days. You need to be carrying your house in your bag and your back. So, oh, wonder what better sort of kit to do that. Who does that already? That we could sort of use that kit as well to do the same sort of thing. Oh yeah, army. Yeah. You get a Bergen then, and you get the kit that goes with it, and this, that, and the other. Do you know what I mean? It is, mm -hmm. you know, it's you can't really do that sort of event with a weekend travel bag with wheels on it and a little pull-up handle. Hi, I'm Lance Flyme. It, it doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? That's why you use it. It's not you're not trying to be a soldier. You're not trying to be a captain or a lieutenant in the army for that weekend. You just got the kit because you need it because it's part of yeah. what you're doing. And that's the crux of it, really. I mean, I've spoken to quite a few guys, serving, ex-serving. I mean, in particular, the guy who came up to our private event, uh, was it last November? November 4th, maybe, when we really rained loads. And I said to him like, afterwards, I said, like, you know, what are your thoughts on it? And that, he said, and the first, I, I thought he was going to take the piss off. Oh, fucking hell, so, do you know what I mean? And all that jazz. But so his first words to me were, he goes, 
this would be a wicked training aid in a CQB environment because you're actually getting shot up. You're actually getting lit up. He said, one, it's cheaper than simunition and all that stuff. He said, and two, he said, it really fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was, that was really refreshing. And I mean, it, it, as, a, as an active British soldier, uh, to get comments like feedback like that, I thought, well, that's wicked. You know, it's great to hear that, you know. Obviously, there was piss-taking as well. It goes goes yeah. with the territory. Of course, there's piss-taking. Yeah. But um, it was good. It was nice to hear that. You know, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, Charlie says, structure and direction from a DS. That's a decent milsim. Yep. I completely agree with that. Kenny says, uh, I was in the Salvation Army. You can see me playing my tambourine on the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that is that as they were infilling or exfilling? <laughs> is that the code to go? <laughs> Just hey, Mister Tambourine. But <laughs> like, fuck, I dropped the tambourine off the balcony. Yeah. Anyone, got a, anyone got a set of spoons? A set of spoons. Yeah. Quick back up. <laughs> tambourine out. Um, <laughs> Where's your tambourine? Oh shit. Well, to be fair, with the number of um, high caps at some events, you, you do wonder if people are just carrying maracas. Um, <laughs> um, James C says it's a context thing. You're doing it with the aim to respectfully role play that role. It's not done in a disrespectful manner. Um, Fresh Meat says, I draw the line at insignia. I won't wear things like that, but dress up, I see it as tipping my hat to the great people that allow me to live the, my life the way I want. That's a nice way of looking at it. Yeah, that is a good way of looking at it. Way to go. Very good, man. Uh, Harry Badger says, Stolen Valor totally agreed to me. Airsoft is like a live action video game. I pretend to be a soldier for a little, uh, in a way, pays homage to the awesome job the army forces do. You know what, Harry? I completely agree, mate. Do you know what, for me, Airsoft is, it's a healthier way of playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way I look at it. If it's no yeah. different than me creating a character that looks even more you, realistic on computer, can you imagine how fit we'd all be if we all ran around like we did in Call of Duty, like jumping I, around, just the, sliding I, all over the place? If I had the hours I'd racked up as a kid playing like Medal yeah. of Honor and that, just standing there like yeah. on the spot going, <laughs> 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 leaving him, leaving myself AFK and just running into a wall for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I've got a brilliant idea. I wonder if we could do that. Our next our next NOFA event, I wonder if we could cordon off a little area where you have two guys who aren't involved or girls standing at one at either end and you have a character and they have to move the directions that you'll shout out to them. Right. As if as if you are controlling a character in a video game. Be like, duck, okay. <laughs> Left. Behind the barrel. Aim. We've got aim. A, aim down. Got aim, aim up. up. Aim up. <laughs> <laughs> that would... We've got to do that. Oh Honestly, god! I would happily be a character, and yeah, I'm all okay. up for that. <laughs> Must make a note. Uh, coming to a site near you soon. Um, <laughs> Aim right a bit, and you turn the sensitivity <laughs> up on the mouse. You. <laughs> <laughs> John says, "I always wonder whether I should refer to you boys as zero or alpha on comms, as opposed to just Lance or Mike." Mm. I usually get Lance, 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 <laughs> Lance, Lance, Lance. <laughs> And I could thank Simon Topsy for that. Mm. And most people don't contact me on the on the comms anyway, so um, no one wants to talk to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hi there, this is Mike. Yeah. Hello, hello. Ratty <laughs> says, can you make them teabag on the computer game? I do. That'd be brilliant. Teabag, teabag, teabag. <laughs> we used to do that yeah, when someone was dead. <laughs> um, oh, 
Right, we'll just get through these because we've got loads of stuff we want to talk about. Uh, Ryan says, agree with everything Lance said. Having played with both vets and current serving as well as civilians, I don't see any difference in airsoft. Yes, we use the army phrases, but it's a military simulation at the end of the day, so the terms carry over. Anyone who says you're stealing valor just for being there is wrong, but if you're saying that you served when you didn't, that's not okay. Some people can't serve for age, medical, or maybe they have a good job in Civvy Street that pays a lot better than the... I didn't get the rest of that. Uh... Sorry, Ryan, it just cut off. Uh, I don't have the rest of that comment, so thank you. Good comment, though. I, I yeah, can, no, I totally agree, it. mate. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Um, Kenny says, I've thought about medals for teams, but silly ones like Team Killer, etc. I mean, the thing is, I think as soon as you start calling it a medal, just give a certificate, job done. No one's going to moan yeah. about it then. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a wooden oh, spoon. Oh, was at the end of the com comment, Ryan? Army. Oh. <laughs> Army. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, Padraig says I don't tend to see people stealing valour at games it's just a load of silly buggers being 10 year old once again and Padraig is a sneaky fucker when and it he comes is to a, that he, and he is a silly bugger oh. he is the silliest of all the buggers absolutely love the bloke absolutely <laughs> yeah. love the bloke if you ever get to play with Padraig it's amazing but at the same yeah. time never never trust him <laughs> never turn your back on him um, there's a couple of messages from Octo Octo thanks for joining us uh, playing devil's advocate is there a difference between pretending to be a fictional army or force versus playing World War 2 reenactments or things such as Falkland games that's is there a difference between pretending to be a fictional army or force be playing World War 2 reenactments I think, I think personally for me it's to do with the respect I'll, aspect I'll so for yes, example but... I will yeah. never go to a, an event where you're say you're uh, the event is effectively um Blue Four versus the Taliban. You know, they are they are a common event. They they do happen fairly regularly. I won't be shouting anything that's in any way in my mind racist. I know some people do, and I think I think that's the level of respect for me. It's it's the kind of you know, there's a line that you can meet, but as soon as you cross that line, I think that that's when it starts being a little bit mm. um Yeah. Again, Wrong, it harks back to like doing mind. the blue four versus Taliban. I mean, how many games are online now? You can you're playing a a a, a NATO force against terrorists and things like that. You know, there's a lot, a lot of a majority of the last ten years worth of games have had that element to it. Yeah. So doing it in an airsoft environment is it any different than a game manufacturer coining it in considerably more due to that conflict than uh, a, a, a two day Milsim somewhere in the UK? Hmm. I, I think not. You know, and I think I think um, element, you know, uh, in terms of the timings of it as well, you know, uh, as a community of airsofters, be it mill sim, speed sim, um, speedball, whatever, whatever you call them, skirmishers, we we as a community have to said, you know what, maybe Russian games at the moment aren't a good one to do because of their respect for what's going on at the moment. Mm. You know, there's a couple airsoft sites that have gone rogue and and been massively massively put in their place for it. Um. And I think that's that to me is a really good sign of the community. We we are an element of respect that you know there's an element of respect going on for for doing that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And it's like the Falklands games and things like that. I mean, I think obviously games are games are based around things that have happened pre in past histories and things like that. Um, a lot of organisers of um, airsoft events are some in some cases currently serving ex serving. And they're drawing on their personal experiences and experiences of their colleagues and friends of things that they've encountered in 
uh, theatres of operation, things like that. And they and they're changing them and sort of adding a bits in and taking bits out to suit a, a weekend event. So, I mean, in some respects, then you know, obviously the the, the organisers themselves are uh, using past experiences to create create an event for airsofters to take part in. So. I mean, like the Falklands game we did, hey, Apocalypse. At no point did we refer to uh, an area as Goose Green or 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 anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Or, or the three radio uh, hills or whatever they call See, I can't remember the names of them now. No. Um, or was anyone identified as well? For the purposes of this weekend, you will be playing Captain Such and Such, who was with this team doing this on uh, during the Falklands conflict. The, it, it, you're just using it as a base model to carry the man. Here's your beachhead where you're all going to land. You are then going to push these different areas until the end of the weekend. You know, best of luck. And that's that was the crux of it, really. I mean, it's really hard going. It's a really good event. It was that simple. It was brilliant. So, and I'll tell you what, I learned a lot about the Falklands War from doing that event because I did a little bit of research you do, yeah, before you, we went. You do. You look things up in that, didn't you? And you end yeah. up reading. You watch a couple of documentaries, and it's just like bloody. And it, it, it adds to that massive amount of respect that i've already got i don't mm. think i can get any more respect for the for our for our armed forces and armed forces around the world as well i genuinely mm. mean that you know but there's there's little little stories that come out every now and again or pop up or certain things get released um years later that you didn't that no one knew about and you just think bloody how on earth did you survive that or how how did you even get through that with uh with uh, obviously the minimal casualties that you obviously clearly encountered sort of thing it's madness some of them Crazy. Hmm. Uh, there's so many comments coming in. I, I do need to cut a, draw a line at some point. I'm going to try and use quite quickly. Uh, Ray said, I think I'll be less offended by the uh, SASS officer than the person dressed as a unicorn with cat ears on his helmet. Um, yeah. Uh, James C <laughs> says, I don't mind them wearing SS uniform, just not the insignia. So, yeah, again, you know, it's, yeah, well. it's to do with that specific badges and stuff. Um, Fresh me, Frontline have a Falklands event coming up and we'll be playing two parrot at Goose Green. I have the beret, but I'm not really happy to wear it. It has a Reaper badge on it. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we, we you know, we've done events where we've had berets and we spent a lot of time researching what is the most common beret in mm. terms of, you know, that it, it's not associated with certain units. I think we ended up on khaki. Yeah, um, like a And then we actually made, made cap badges out of... Um, Punisher decals that you stick on the back of cars and like badges, and we had araldited the things together so you could, you know, we had our own little Punisher badge on it because we wanted we wanted a, a kind of a, a softer, softer approach. I mean, we don't generally tend to wear them anymore. No, um, it's always we, of us now. It's, it, the idea of it was is if we were doing like, like the role play element where you're doing a friendly patrol through a village sort of thing, and you don't want to go in with like all your tack helmets on and all your bollocks hanging off of it, mm. just to wear a, a, a soft cover. That everyone can wear it. We all look the same. All identifies us as one sort of unit, but then it it, it, it sort of gets lost in translation. Everyone, three quarters of the people end up forgetting to bring them, and everyone just yeah, wears a boonie hat. You know? I love me. I love boonie hat. Yeah, I wear it all day long. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be. It makes it a lot easier, and it's a lot less contentious. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, Octo, it's a question of offence. If you wear a green beret, nobody cares. If you wear a green lid with a Marines badge, that's a different thing. Same with the SAS insignia. Soldiers get upset when players wear such things without earning them. Mm, so, yeah, get that. Totally get that, uh, Mike. Rage has disagreed with me. Rage says, I have to disagree there, Mike. The war in Afghan lasted 20 years, and no one stopped there being NATO against Taliban until we pulled out of Afghan. See, that might just be my length of being in airsoft. To be fair, uh, I never played any um, act. Oh no, I did must have done because obviously that's relatively recently, isn't it? 
I think, yeah. So when did we pull out? Well, I suppose we didn't. We pulled it was in a couple of years back, wasn't it? Yeah. Years ago. But then active operations stopped prior to that. But yeah, I mean, we must have yeah. been. I mean, the the point I was trying to make is that there's still an element of sensitivity around that event. Um, to give you an example, I have been to a, a, a an op four versus Taliban event where the Taliban have been shouting things that you know undoubtedly would be classified as racist. It's not needed for the event, and it's basically just taking the piss out of their religion and culture. Mm. You know. That that's that's the kind of aspect I personally don't feel comfortable with, and you will. If I ever played a Taliban role, you would never find me doing that. Mm. Um, I don't feel comfortable doing that. If other people want to, that's down to them. Um, I'm not going to judge them for it, but personally, that that to me is is beyond the line. Um, but no, Rage says a year ago. So, uh, I agree. Yes, yes, I don't think right, they should right. do it. Pointed out the hypocrisy in airsoft. Absolutely, mate. So, uh, and last comment from Ed: Some civvy role-playing game, uh, some civvy role-playing guys whose job it was to niggle our team were saying my ghillie suit was from Wish. Ah, well, we know the truth, Ed. Yeah, there, there, we know from the eBay. truth. From eBay. <laughs> 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 it's from Dunelm. <laughs> Mill. Garden set. Garden section. <laughs> Home base special. <laughs> oh, right. So um, that's kind of that in my, and dealt with and out of the way. I mean, by all means, continue the chat in, in the comments. Um, hmm, it's absolutely. just an interesting one, and we wanted to sort of kick the show off with that. Um, okay, so the rest of it, uh, for the rest of the episode, we kind of want to talk along the lines of, you know, you're a skirmisher, you've never been to a Milsim-style event. What can you sort of expect? So obviously there's the storylines and the type of events. So Lance, do you want to kind of talk about a few little bits of storylines and events that you've done? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, a few different ones. I, I mean, it's, it's vast, isn't it really? I mean, my first ever one was just a basic force on force event, um, which was back in APOC, which is in 20, I think 2017, 2016, mm-hmm. 2017. Um, again, yeah, very, 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 very basic, uh, arrangement. We've got two, you've got two factions, rival factions, um, it was basically a case of foot patrolling, holding objectives, uh, trying to locate where the opposing team was, where, where FOB was, um, and then obviously putting in OPs and seeing their movements and things like that. Um, and then from there on, it goes to uh, sort of, I'm trying to think of the event I did after that now. Oh, it doesn't matter, the order of them. But then I've done DEA ones where you're playing a DEA agent or DEA field operative sort of thing where... Um, Again, the loadout changes, the way you conduct yourself changes, the the rules of engagement change. It, you know, they're, they're things that you've got to be wary of. If you're, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and be NATO and I'm going to do this, do that. Um, in some cases, you can't do that. And the reason is because an organiser has taken a long time to to uh, to arrange an event and plan and structure it in a way that it's still free-flowing and your actions will affect the event. But there needs to be that structure there of these are your rules of engagement. You can't walk around a corner and see a guy who's got a rifle slung over his back, not holding it, and shoot him because he's got a rifle on his back. You could have just come back. He could have just come back from hunting, or he could have just been going out to the firing range. But a lot of people don't do that, and that can cause a massive ball ache for organisers, hmm. where they come around and go, ah, "Yeah, brilliant, <laughs> looking after myself. I'm having a great weekend." Yeah, but you've just cocked it up for a lot of other people now. 
because yeah. you didn't listen and things like that. That's what that and that irks me quite a bit is when people just go out and go rogue. They get a briefing, don't do this, don't do that. There is a reason. We're not just telling you to do it because we're being fun police. There is, it, 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 trust me, lads, it builds up into a nice crescendo. You know, go with it. And it's just like, nah, fuck it, I'm going to go over there. I'm not going to go over there where they told me to go. I'm going to go and do this. That looks more like more fun. It's just like, ugh, dick, yeah. dick. I mean, I, I must profess there are some events where a little bit of self-thinking is quite good. You know, if you've got players thinking outside the box, it can make the event more interesting, um, a little bit challenging. But, you know, it's still obviously within the realms of the storyline and the like as well. Um, you know, there's, there's a good example where um, we were at a DEA-style event. There were two cartel teams, a police force, uh, and then it was us as a sort of six-man DEA unit. Mm-hmm. Um we we got fairly early wind that the police were probably corrupt, so we were collecting all the drugs and money that we could to keep giving it them away a bit, from but the not police. a lot. <laughs> yeah, so we sort of like give them occasional things, um, but yeah, we ended up with more more drugs and, and and cash than pretty much most of the cartels at that event because we were confiscating it and then keeping it up at our fob. Um, which okay, yeah, it probably wasn't within the the confines of the storyline. We were meant to be giving it all to the police so that they could then hand it over to the cartels and the bribery and and the like that was going on. Um, but you know, it it was in my mind that was quite a good event because we got to think outside the box a little bit. You know, we were having to do um, right if we're sneaky sneaking, we go here. Um, you know, it it just doesn't mean that we have to fully play in the realms of that. Um, so. Sorry, I was just reading your message. <laughs> oh, <of course. laughs> um, um. So yeah, um, that that was one aspect of that. Um, should we jump? So there's obviously different styles of events and the like. Um, should we talk about uh, uh, in terms of different um, loadouts and the like, uh, and different factions and things like that? Because obviously we we talk a lot about the um, NATO style kind of approach. Um, there's obviously yep. cartels op four, you know, I mean, op four isn't necessarily just a civilian loadout. Um, you get sort of like rebel side of things and, um, defiant made a really good point. Um, once that ultimately op four are not just there for NATO to shoot at, um, you know, op four also need to have good taskings and roles and, you know, they, they are as much a part of the event as the NATO forces. Mm. Um, and again, that harks back to it's choosing that right event for you and for what you're comfortable with doing. Obviously, it's gonna if it's gonna be your first meal sim, then you you are gonna be experienced for your because it's your first meal sim, funny enough. But then you know maybe the op four option isn't a bad idea purely because of the more civvy role you get to see it from almost like an outsider's perspective of being just like a civilian for a little bit and bombing around and just causing a bit of ruckus and. You know, flicking the V's at JTF when they walk past and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously you get to change out, you get to play. It's almost going to one event but playing two roles. You get to do that little civvy pop bit, but then you get to do the op four bit mm. you get to you get you get your Gucci kit on and, and go out and do your missions and stuff like that. And then obviously the loadout it can be less costly than a than a t- than a task force loadout in my eyes. You know, you can essentially keep your sort of civvies base layers on chuck a little chess rig on, grab your AK, and then you're good to go. You know what I mean? For 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 an op four, unless it's a force on force and you have to specifically have a, a camo loadout. Um there's always an option there. A cartel event where you can just literally again wear your civvies and uh and, and a little 
a lot of people seem to go down the Hawaiian shirt route. Now, why they do that is beyond me, but that's that's in their soft world. Um, all cartels wear Hawaiian shirts and yes. straw hats, and that is it. <laughs> there is no other line. This Maybe is the, the line occasional bandana. <laughs> there is a there could be a cheeky bandana, but it's Hawaiian shirts and straw hats. Yeah, you know, I'm yet to see it. anyone go shirtless. And then just have like or fake just, tats or, and yeah, stuff like that. Fake tats, or just a string vest with stains all over it, and like yeah. cut off a pair of jean shorts <laughs> yeah. and, not, and like half a flip flop. Yeah, <laughs> really, just hey, it's, out it's always Hawaiian, always Hawaiian weeks. shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, brand new Hawaiian shirts, still yeah. got the creases in the sleeves. Yep, yeah, ready for the weekend, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Busy years, races, looking for owls. Absolutely, yes, yes, they are keen. I never knew that. Yeah, I've, I've always missed keen, that on the documentary of Cartel when I've watched it. Always keen owl watchers, you know, Cartel guys. Um, there's a couple of comments. Uh, Ratty says, I really like the idea of Milsim, but I worry I don't understand a lot of the military routines and roles, so it would ruin the immersion for others. To be honest, Ratty, if you were just left on your own, cool, I think that would be a really rubbish event. Most Most events will put you with... Um, yeah. Either a group of guys that know what they're doing, or you know, you might know a couple of people there, so you can, you know, all the join events up with I've them. been to, um, Ratty. If you was to email them and say, "Look, this is my first time coming to a Milsim, regardless of it being your company's Milsim, this is my first ever Milsim." Um, I think I'm prepped kit-wise in that. But obviously, I'm not okay with some of the terminology and sort of like what you sort of do and how you conduct yourselves out in the field, and they will completely put you with a team of. Uh, Guys who have done it a few times, and you'll be you'll be more than looked after. Absolutely. Nick Heathman, hello from Missouri. First time able to watch your live stream. Hi, Nick. Oh, welcome along. Thanks for Nick, joining mate. us from from across the pond, sir. Yeah. Good Get stuff. your canteen. Get your canteen out and oh, bloody drink water, water and go on recon. It's a water bottle, like Nick. Don't don't go down the road <laughs> of agreeing with Mike about canteens. <laughs> it's a water bottle. Um, Ryan says, Mike, <laughs> South Coast did a DEA versus cartel where a guy went shirtless and put Mexican tattoos on the Sharpie. That's what I want to see. Now, I want to see is that. Yeah. That, is, that is my guy. <laughs> That's what we want to see. That should be that should be a standard <laughs> loadout. Um, we are gonna have... Nick, uh, what time is it out there in Missouri, mate? If you don't mind sharing. I suppose I could just Google that, but um, I can't be yeah, asked. Just being lazy. Um, we are <laughs> going to have to cut the stream a little bit short tonight. I apologise. We're going to have to sort of terminate at nine, just because um, without Andy here, Lance has got to head off to work, unfortunately. So just yes, a bit I of do. a heads up a, to people. I have people. a meeting this evening, gentlemen, so I do have to leave yeah. early this night tonight, which is um, very, had... very annoying. Oh, it's 2.47. I'm assuming that's in the afternoon? Morning? In the PM or the AM? Ooh. This is like the next segment of the show. <laughs> Padraig says, um, oh, PM, PM. 247. Good PM. man. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, I hope you enjoyed your lunch. Um, <laughs> Late lunch. Late lunch. Padraig says, uh, as you guys know, my team, we <coughs> mostly play as Civ Pop, usually some sort of specific role and objectives. Then when we get, uh, we then get the gear from eBay or secondhand shops to fit the Civ Pop role. There's loads of fun in finding the gear and clobber before the event. I completely yeah, agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've, that. I've done a couple of little sort of role play. Um, events where I've gone along as basically like a, a an NPC, so obviously non-player character um, for sort of the gaming side of it. Um, and that's that's basically uh, just a character within the game. And that's great fun, putting like the characters together and like a little profile about that person and, mm, you know, the mm. little intricate details. I've got like passports for uh, a character of Julian Banjo, the reporter, um, <laughs> that had a passport. There was a documentation from the MOD that allowed me to be there as a reporter and all that so that was quite fun because it was also nice to watch 
the people that search me for Intel find that information. And yeah. They're like, and like, oh, my, oh my God, this yeah. is really elaborate. <laughs> Fuck me, you really are, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. It's, it's that extra mile that people go to. Like some of the, like for example, when we've done a Vietnam style esque event, you know, the, 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 you know the, the kit that the guys got for playing like the, 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 the I keep wanting to say NBA and it's not the, it's not the National Basketball um, Association. It's the, the North Vietnamese Army, it's the NVA, Lance, come on. Hmm. Um, all the kit they got for that, and just to really look the part, it was really good. You know what I mean? It was a, re- a really good effort. And obviously, my guys and my team, and that, you know, they all went out. Well, no one had like Vietnam era kit. You know, granted, we, we all managed to buy some OD green stuff and a bit of 58 pattern British Army webbing, which sort of looked the part ish. Got ourselves a, a helmet or an OD green or tiger stripe boonie hat or jungle hat. It was cool. It was wicked. Yeah. It really made the effect, the effort that people put in for it was really good. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. being your first event, make sure you put your effort in. Yeah, you know, get, put yourself out there and and really and really sort of like make an effort to sort of get involved. You know, give it your all because you're only going to get out of an airsoft event as much as you put into it. If you if you go there and you're just oh no, I don't want. I know I know it can be nerving, but it make you quite nervous to do it. But yeah, just just take take a step out of your comfort zone and just you know fuck it. No one knows me here. I'm going to crack on and get this yeah. done. I mean, you could make up a fake name if you really wanted to. You could have a whole new persona. You know, no one's going to care. Just go with it. It's fun. Exactly. Um, Exactly. One thing that um, we had a little message from uh, Defiant just before the stream. Um, If anyone's interested, so they actually have a a slightly different tact with some of the tickets for uh, Red Tide 2, which is their event that's coming up. um, Yes. Where you can actually basically turn up as a role play person. Um, I think it's £35 for the ticket. Um, and then the idea is to build up a team of people to work with us in our events. Uh, they'll be used as doctors, chemists, villagers, ambassadors, or whatever the storyline needs. Completely non-combatant, someone for Op4 to hide behind and for TF to meet, gain intel, etc. Should be a completely different perspective to our events going forward. Um, we've got the first couple of people signed up for Red Tide 2, um, and they were just asking if we can share that. So if you're interested, you can go to defiantevents.co.uk. Um, there is... Uh, link on there to their operation red tide tickets and there's a role player ticket on there that you can have a look at that's a cracking um, idea that is which is a cool idea because i know that some of there's the one of the best events i've ever been to it's definitely in my top three was a zombie event now i know i know most people are like oh zombies that's a classic like red flag for some people in terms of like immersion um this was battle stations activity centers and it was held at longmore and we were in a six-man uh, task force unit there was a 10-man rebel unit, and then the rest of the players basically turned into zombies over the, over the course of that weekend. And that was terrifying, because they kitted all up with padded stuff, and then trying to search through buildings in Longmore with zombies screaming at you. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that being quite terrifying. <laughs> which yeah. was which was quite scary. Um, so, you know, the, the whole uh, role-play aspect to an event, you know, it, it really does make a massive, massive element of, of Milsim... Um, and, and and just that kind of immersion aspect, really. Well, it's, um, all, it's all them different avenues you can go down when it comes to Milsim or weekend events or combat mm. missions, however you want to refer to an airsoft weekend away. You know, um, there's loads that you can choose from. You can go like, balls to the wall and try and find like a hard routine one. If it's out there, let me know. Um, and um, Or you can go quite light or you can go sort of a, a intermediate one. I mean, we always hark back to it, but the gunman... Uh, film sims where you you do like the, the one day battle sim if you like and then you have a you you all come off the field in the evening for a social barbie a few beers get your head down properly 
wake up fresh faced in the morning for the for the Sunday and then on your toes to go home. Yeah, that's that's quite a good way of getting into it. Because you can bring you haven't necessarily got to have all like the tactical camping kit or camouflage bags and this, that, and the other. You can get away with using your, your civvy kit and a cot bed and a sleeping bag or sleep in your motor. You can do it, you know, it's it, it's an easier way of experiencing that longer game out in the field without having to get all like the bashers and, and the roll mats and all the other gubbins that go with it. Um, you know, that's that's another great option there for, for, for a first time meal sim. Loads of options out there. Look on our yeah. website, there's loads of details on it. Yeah, uh, Edward says, One question, Lance, have you thought about going to NAF? I have, but unfortunately, it's always my wife's birthday at the end of August, so I am screwed. Yeah. It's mine Beyond as well, screwed. but you know, skip that and, and, and be a man about it. <laughs> Whatever, I tried. I won't be attending this year. Ed, I'll, I'll be there this one. year. Um, so definitely meet up and we'll have a, a little brewski each. Um, Lance, I'm very conscious you're about to dive off. Um, I am. I am. I one know. quick thing. We will probably come back to this as a topic because I think... I think there's more, more to be delved into in this. I must can... admit, because I was this was my topic this week to, um, to sort of a plan, and I really struggled with how we were going to go about it. Didn't I, Mike? You did. I did struggle. You did. But having now, because it's always the same. Once you get into it, it's sort of like, yeah, now, now, now it's, now it's so. I, I think there's more avenues we can explore with this one, hmm. which is always good. So, um, what I'm going to do because I'm conscious that Lance, Lance, if you want to say goodbye now and then you can leave when you want to. Um, so bye, Lance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was just going to go through a Must couple be, comments and stuff. And... <laughs> no, you are wanted. You're definitely wanted. Um, bye, bye, everybody. Bye, bye. <laughs> 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 um, so there's a couple of things uh, Anvil says best fun I've had in Airsoft is crewing at Gunman Film Sims I mean Gunman's just brilliant for their for their immersion in terms of the storyline um, you know yeah, huge, some huge of the things of the storyline are just with, um, you know, it, it's just mad yeah. especially Vern Vern always brings a, a strong character ha, set um, to the event um, Jade, um, sort of one of the, the sort of long-term listeners. She's she's been a few times. And, jo oh, jo characters. and his lordship, uh, the Josh, gets out in the field now and again. Yeah, throwing um, it about the place like it's going out of fashion. Uh, Ed, you might you just denied me four minutes of last. No, he can stay. It's just I didn't want to. You know, just no, in no, case he no, had no. to go. Just in case you had to go. I, that was I, I, I do genuinely have to leave now. <laughs> so I'm going to leave you all in the uncapable hands of Mike. Yep. No, I'm just going to wrap up the show that, at this point. For anyway, that, I so. apologise. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, um, everyone, yeah. we'll be back um, full force next week for 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 for, for more nonsense. Nice. I fear we'll see I you later. Bollocks tonight. <laughs> <laughs> bollocks are severely lacking. Right, I'm off. See ya. Take care, everyone. Um, Ray said in response to Ratty, the only thing to remember, Ratty, is that when someone shouts "stand to," don't, as they've just seen a squirrel. Um, so that's obviously harking back to our stag episode. Um, Ratty said, I'd love to take part in a Red Dawn style scenario. That'd be cool. Definitely like the, uh, for those that haven't seen Red Dawn, it's kind of a, a civilian uh, response to a, a foreign invasion. So that'd be pretty cool. Wolverines, exactly. Um, so yeah, um, we'll probably wrap this episode up now. Um, I think we will come back to it because it's definitely a lot of interesting things to discuss. Uh, if anyone's interested in the Defiant tickets, uh, say head over to Defiant's website. Uh, if you get stuck, give us a shout and I can always help steer you if you need to. Um, just a reminder of the competitions. We've obviously got the Build Your Own Plate Carrier. <laughs> yeah, we've obviously got the Build Your Own Plate Carrier competition going on at the moment. There's a prize for that. 
Um, the raffle, we've had quite a slow uptake on tickets for the raffle. Um, we've actually had another seven prizes added to the raffle pot this week. Um, we have six pairs of uh, Edge iPro that have been donated by Country Sports Wholesale, uh, along with a Vortex Crossfire. Uh, I think it's a Crossfire Red Dot as well. Um, so we've now got uh, a ridiculous amount of prizes on there. So if you'd like to get involved with that, full details are on our website. Uh, it's a case of donating to the Royal British Legion Industries and then jumping on our website and basically registering your donation so that we can keep track and actually offer the raffle. Um, other than that, next week we have Frontline Events joining us. Um, they're going to be on the show. So they sort of focus more on reenactment style uh, military simulation events. So that should be an interesting one. Uh, no, I don't think any of the three of us have actually gone to one of those events or anything like that in the past, albeit maybe a Falkland-style one. Um, I know Andy used to do some reenactment-type bits and pieces, so that should be an interesting one to watch. Uh, other than that, by all means, contact us. You can do so on our email, which is nofochat at hotmail.com. Our Instagram is at November underscore Foxtrot underscore Nofo. And our website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. And our Reddit is u uh, forward slash November underscore Foxtrot underscore. So if you want to find us on Reddit, you're more than welcome to. There's not loads of content on there, but come say hello. Um, we're sort of fledglings on there. Um, Rage says, even if you don't win a prize, it's worthwhile to donate to the British Legion. Exactly that. There's loads of bits and pieces that they do for vets and families of vets, um, as well as serving soldiers. So it's just a good cause. Ultimately, if we can just raise some money, that's that's what we're aiming to do. And the incentive for trying to raise the money is that we're offering you a chance to win some swanky, swanky prizes, basically. Um John says, our first time at Milson was with the Nofo boys and they are the reason we were hooked. Oh, thanks, mate. Glad to hear that. It definitely, yeah. I, I just love Milsims. I think it's just good fun. Um, Octo 8, check out our next game in November regarding Red Dawn. Mm. Check them out. I think, actually, Octo, we'll have to have you on at some point. Maybe we can uh, get you on and you can tell us all about it. Because uh, I, I don't think I can make your next event, but... No reason why we can't have you on to talk about it and you can tell us all about the things that we're potentially missing out on. So, uh, Nick, sorry I couldn't watch the whole thing, but glad I was able to see you a little bit of the stream. Thanks, Nick. Lovely to see you. <laughs> uh, right, cool. Let's call that a day because uh, there's only so long I can ramble on for. And, yeah, I guess stay nofo. I don't know. I hate saying that. Um, thanks for watching. We'll be back next week, Wednesday at 8 o'clock. See you then. Ciao.